Hey guys, welcome back to Star Wars The New Era Episode 10, which should be an anniversary issue or, or episode or something. It's 10, but uh, I, I asked Levi, who is my co-host, by the way? Levi, how are you tonight? Good, Ed. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, I, I asked Levi, and he said, no, forget it. 10 sucks. So I just Yeah, when we, when we hit 10,000, we'll talk. Oh, yikes. Ten th- I don't I don't know I've ever seen a podcast hit ten thousand episodes. Well, then I guess we have a goal. What would that be? The easiest way would be a daily that went for uh, <laughs> uh well, thirty years. Uh, ten thousand. Yeah, something like that, wouldn't it? Twenty-seven point three years. Oh yeah, so we're 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 still in the impossible stage because podcasting <laughs> hasn't been around that long, right? So that would that would explain why we don't have a ten thousand episode podcast yet. Exactly. Although that I don't know of any podcast that has managed to do that since they started. That would be an impressive feat. Oh yeah, to hit ten thousand episodes. Wow. Now maybe some like. Um, uh, families might be able to do it that have multiple shows and all the shows are like weekly or something like that, you know? Maybe. Yeah. But, uh, wow. 10,000 episodes that, yeah, <laughs> dude, that's a lot of work. Yes, it is. 27, yeah, it is. over 27 years of a daily podcast. Yep. Wow. No, I don't that, even, that, that would be dedication. Yeah. I don't, I don't even think that this, uh, Caucasian young cis male uh, has the uh, motivation to do that. <laughs> That's uh, okay, guys. Sorry about that. This is a Marvel, Disney, Star Wars comic book fan podcast. Uh, this episode, we are talking about the first half, i.e., the first three issues of the Vader down storyline that ran between the Darth Vader and Star Wars books with a single uh, uh, one shot, which that will be the first book we talk about, actually, named for the storyline Vader down. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, I know that's that's reaching. I I don't see the connection. Maybe it'll it'll be connected when we read it inside. Maybe. I'm hoping that, you know, I, I see how they're tying it in. Yeah, just by the title, no, I, w- I wouldn't expect there to be anything. Right. And then we'll move on to issues 13 of first Darth Vader and then Star Wars. And then for episode 11, uh, to give you guys a uh, heads up for those who didn't didn't catch this so far, we will talk about the second three books, the second half of Vader Down which is Darth Vader issues 14 and 15 and Star Wars issue 14. And that will finish it up for us. But and we will we will be Vader downed. Da- downed, yes, or downed. Downed. Want to emphasize that. Yes. Vader down, the one shot, came to us. It was brought to us. It came to us. It came to us digitally, actually. It was brought to us by Jason Aaron and Kieran Gillen. Written by Jason Aaron. Uh, Aaron and Gillen put the story together. The the actual filling in the blanks was Jason Aaron. He was the writer for the one shot. With help from artist Mike Diodato Jr., colorist Frank Martin Jr., and letters by Joe Caramagna. Caramagna. Now, the one shot um, has been led into by the Darth Vader book. So this this story didn't start like out of the blue for us. So basically we pick up where Darth Vader issue 12 uh, left off, actually. Didn't lead us. It actually left off pretty much here. Yep. Vader has found out the location and to find out how he found out, read the previous 13 issues of Darth Vader. and. <laughs> It tells a great story. Uh, That'll tell you. Uh, He's looking for, at at this point, now, he he does know that it's Luke, that the name is Luke Skywalker, right, Levi? Yes, yes. He has has been given the name. 
And I believe he also knows the familial connection. I, I would hope, yeah, With and, and he has also felt him. So he's kind of yes. put everything together um, w- without, you know, officially meeting Luke as to who this person is he's looking for now. He knows mm-hmm. pretty much everything about him. So he's going to a planet called Rogas Vas, because that's where the grapevine has Luke. Yep, the intergalactic grapevine. Yes, yes. Uh, Vader, um, a couple reasons. One, he has been given a mission by his superior, the uh, Grand Moff. But also, Vader has a score to settle because of what happened to the first Death Star. Yep. So he's got kind of a... Partially, in my mind, I kind of wonder if when he gets to Luke, what will he do? Will he bring him in, which is what the Moff wants, or will he just kill him, which I think is what he ultimately wants? Although now... I don't know. I think... Go ahead. I was going to say, I think from some of the things that he has said, that he wants to try and turn the boy. I believe he said that multiple times. Yeah, so now that he knows uh, what he is dealing with, yeah, it's changed from just revenge to uh, a tool. Mm -hmm. Not not a tool in a bad way, but like the original definition of tool. Right. So Vader heads to Rogas. Um, He's got Dr. Aphra as uh, as his backup, but not like she's not going uh, directly with him. She's kind of hanging back. She's uh, the rear guard. Um, maybe even she's a... Uh, she's watchtower. Yeah. A, a pit stop on his way back. or you know, So she's, she's involved, but she's not directly involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, there is ne- not necessarily any indication that she will need to be involved. It doesn't seem like that. Right. So he hyperjumps, Vader does, to Ross, uh, Bogas, Ross, uh, right? Vrogas Voss, excuse me. And jumps right into the middle of a situation that gives us an opportunity to experience yet more of the uh, well spoken of by us Vader badassery that just makes yep. his books what they are. Yep. Um, those, those opportunities that Aaron has, Jason Aaron, to let Vader show, uh, not show off, but show off what he can do. Vader so far has not failed to impress. Uh, We see, uh, again, firsthand, why his legend is what it is at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we see that more so than perhaps what the movies has set up, that legend is is very valid. <laughs> well, yeah the 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 movies had him not doing very much, but had already given him the the air of mystery and greatness, right? And so when we're watching the movies, we're basically jumping into a story already told. Whereas with the comics here, and another reason why these are so great is we're actually now watching the story being told as to how Vader became the feared great. Don't look him in the eyes Vader because Darth Vader, even though you really didn't see very much of it in the movies is a true badass. Yeah. Yeah. And every time so far in the book, he's had the opportunity he certainly has shown himself to be. It's not like, oh, well, you know, Vader could have done this or that, but he opted for this, which was a smaller example or a lesser thing. No, no. When Vader comes up to a a problem, Vader removes the problem. He doesn't fix it. Yeah. He makes it an unproblem. Yeah. So, um, after his, uh, his, his making this current situation here an, an unproblem, as a last-ditch effort, one of the pilots of a nearby ship decides to ram Vader's to try to do something, take him out in some way. Uh, that individual proves to be Luke, 
and to some extent he does prove to be successful. Vader is taken out of the immediate picture, but he's not by any means killed or anything like that. After that um, situation between Luke and Vader and primarily what happens to Vader, word gets out that, what do they say has happened to Vader, Levi? Vader is down. There you go. Hence uh, the title of the storyline. Although, I'm sorry. Uh, They actually did not put an is in the announcement. Vader down. They just announced Vader down. Yep, that's all they did. Vader down. Yeah. So, uh, Aphra realizes what has gone on with Vader as he kind of uh, goes off the grid as far as her being able to keep up with him. So she uh, puts together a plan as to what to try to do to Vader because she has now become concerned that the situation Vader found himself in immediately on getting to Rogas Voss, um, Afra is concerned that Vader may misconstrue what occurred as being her fault. Exactly. She's scared. She's scared. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a twofold. She does feel, I think, some genuine um, I need to help him ishness. She's, yeah, she's she's got something for him. I'm not exactly sure if it, I don't know. But she's got, she's got a genuine. Um, a concern? Okay, we'll go with that word, yeah. Okay. That, that, now, that describes it at this point. She she is also afraid though because oh I mean, yeah she discusses that with one of her droid companions so I mean we know for sure that she's also like you know man I got to make sure he doesn't think it was me so yeah what 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 he what he flew into could have very well been something that she set up which she didn't we uh, I mean it's obvious that she didn't and it says that she didn't but it could be easily seen that she did and he. Oh, yeah. If if he gets to her first without finding out the truth, he's going to assume that she did, and he's going to kill her. I yes. mean, you can just assume right off, okay, she set me up, now she's got to die. Yeah, unless unless it gets cleared up before he finds her, that's it. <laughs> and that, that's, that's her, I think her biggest driving motivation right now is, I got to save him, but I got to save him so he understands I didn't do this. Right, yeah. Because um, if it does, I'm going to die. The uh, the issue ends on Rogas Voss with Vader completely surrounded by uh, many, many not not just a handful, but many. No, we're yeah, we're talking uh, battalions. They yeah. they on- called out battalions. Like, uh, it's, it's a, okay. So to to let you know, this planet was a secret. Oh, what was it? Fueling station. Yeah. Fueling station. A rebel fueling station. And so you're going to have not only, of course, the necessary uh, necessary fueling and supplies and everything, but you're also going to have all the hardware and the soldiers because they are, I believe, using this as a, an interim um, base since their primary one was uh, discovered. And so you have to imagine that this planet has a lot of troops on it. Yeah. So we're talking battalions, we're talking troop carriers full of them, we're talking about being surrounded by hundreds. Heavy ordnance, uh, laser cannons, or whatever cannons. the cannons are called, yeah, they, yep, they've laser. got everything on it. Yeah, and yeah, and so, I mean, this is, this is where it ends. It's a two-page spread, which is, in a comic it would be cool, digitally it's just a big picture. Yeah. But, but, it's you know here here he is it's a it's a deserty planet and it's it's really cool and here he is the wind of course is whipping up on the, the deserty planet is his cloak and 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 caper are flapping in the wind and he's standing there defiantly just facing them and it's like Vader's a badass I, he yeah and he's getting ready yet again to show it <laughs> That's, it's like oh okay what's he gonna do now. And and I I like I like the the last bit of commentary from the good and the bad. The good says, "Darth Vader, lay down your weapons. You are surrounded." And Vader pauses, 
lights his saber and says, all I am surrounded by is fear and dead men. And then, boom. Yeah. End of issue. You you can picture his response is is the um, example of no no you're stuck in here with me exactly it's like oh no now you're in here with us no yeah <laughs> you're in here with me that's that's exactly were, the kind of feeling. you were safe on the other side <laughs> all right so we move on to Darth Vader um, the Darth Vader title issue thirteen yes the story still by. Jason Aaron and Karen Gillum. Gillen, excuse me. Uh, Gillen. Darth Vader's book is written by Karen Gillen, which it has been. Gillen. With art by Salvador LaRocca, colors by Edgar Delgado, and letters once again by Mr. Joe Caramagna. Caramagna. So we open here uh, exactly where the one shot left off. More yep. examples of Vader bas- badassery. Um, yep. He. He manages to unproblem the situation, although in the process he does sort of remove himself as well. I mean, he doesn't take care of everybody, but he takes care of enough so that he can continue on with his mission, which is to find Luke Skywalker. Right. He does know was the one piloting the other ship. Yeah, he could. He could feel him as as he got close. He, I, I'm pretty sure he felt him when he was out there flying around. Right. Yeah. So he knows that Luke's ship had to have come down. Also, he just has yeah. to. Find it. And he doesn't so far. And and I mean, he hasn't been on the planet for like a long, long time, as far as us reading. But so far, it doesn't seem like he's really been able to get a good bead on exactly where Luke is. Yeah, and I think it's because of distance. Distance. That, okay. Yeah. That, and honestly, Vader's a little preoccupied right now. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. He just needs a chance to, to sit down and focus himself, and he would focus. be able to tell exactly what direction. But Now, I, I, I do want to, to bring up one thing. If, if for no other reason, get this comic, because you know how um, saber wielders can deflect uh, blaster shots. Okay, Vader ups that ability by at least a thousand in this comic. And it is one of the coolest things I've ever seen a a saber user do with a saber. Cool cool because of the sheer, well, force. Uh Uh it would take to do something like that. It it's just if you if you stop and think about the the actual natural process behind what he just did, it's astounding. It's it, it it's flooring. It's it's amazing. It's just like he did what? The lightsaber doesn't appear to at all have been affected by that. Or move. No, no, it's it's just like it's a thing. You know, oh okay, yep. here. It's like it, it uh, looks. It looks like it got hit by a gnat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, that's okay. And and he just and he just stands and see. And this is again. This is why we keep saying this in these comics, but but more now in this Vader down. Darth Vader is a badass. Yeah, he he just he really is just flat out. Okay. Um, so after after showing us how badass Vader is for several yes. several pages to open the book, yes. uh, we cut to the Rebel fleet. Yep, which is getting ready to mount an assault. They have a, members of the fleet have dual missions. I don't know how much the actual Rebel folks are interested in finding Luke right now, but Luke's companions are. Uh, well, <laughs> two of them are. So they're going to go and do that. Now, the Rebels, of course, are more affected by Vader down, including Leia. And right. so that is what they are uh, manning a mission to do, is to go back up Rogas Foss and whatever Vader. Uh, idealistically capture him, I suppose. Kill him if they must. I, I, nobody really says what they want to do. They want to get him. Well, because I don't think 
anyone really knows what it is that they can do if they get there. I mean, it's like, oh, well, okay, yeah. we're we're here and we've got them surrounded. What do you want us to do? Uh, something. Okay, yeah, we, we try something. Uh, yeah, a chance to what? I don't know, but we have a chance. We don't normally have this chance, but we have a chance. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like we planned for this, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know that there are any contingencies in the Rebel plan for this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, oh, the broken Vader arrow. What? Did you drop a popular culture reference there? I believe I did. I believe so, too. John Travolta would be very proud of you, as would Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. All right, so at the Rebel fleet, Han, Chewie, R2-D2, C-3PO, all our companions so far, you know, that we really haven't been following, are going off to try to find Luke. Leia, um, much to, to my disappointment, becomes totally and completely focused on Vader. Um. I, I I was disappointed in how single um, minded minded single missioned she suddenly got, and Levi and I have talked about this. Uh, my personal thought is that this opportunity is very personal for her, and so all of her um, thoughts, all of her decisions are unfortunately biased by her personal feelings about Vader. Right. I mean, the, you know, the, the fact that at this point her home world, well, the home world that was her home, um, was destroyed because of him. Um, she was, wasn't she tortured? Uh, I, I think a couple times actually. Yeah. I, I think she was tortured, uh, at, at his command. Um, and so, yeah, she's she's definitely you know gunning for him. But also, um, you have to you have to look at the fact that as a a leader and, and a prominent leader, uh, a high high up leader in the rebellion, when you have a chance to get what would basically be either the second in command or the the dirtiest, nastiest, most influential general of the opposing side, if you have the opportunity to get them, it's, okay, there's this one man down, no matter how much, how valued he is, if he doesn't have mission-specific information that's going to destroy the rebellion, then we choose between this one soldier or this most dreaded, most hated, most influential, most important general of the opposing side, come on, which do you think is going to be done? Sure, I, 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 and I don't disagree. I, I just happen to think that my impression of what she is doing is more personal than professional. We'll, we'll call the other side of the coin professional. Well, and we've, we've seen that she tends to, in the comics, be more personal, um, personally motivated in what she does than professional. With okay. the Leia series, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was that whole mission was definitely a personal mission. It had nothing to do with the rebellion whatsoever. Exactly, and it it, it flew in the face of honestly what a leader should have done at that point in her position. Right. Well, a leader in the rebellion. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, after visiting the uh, the rebel side of things, we get back to Doctor Afra. We see her putting into uh, motion her ideas of going to help Vader. Cut back to Vrogas Voss. More opportunity as the rebels are trying to whatever Vader will say apprehend. Yeah. Uh, that it's, it's still not proving very successful because of how badass Vader is. This issue ends with Afra and her killer droids, uh, let's see, B21, BT1, and Triple Zero, arriving and finding Luke before anyone else has, before Vader, before the rebel uh, friends of his, anyone. And that's where this issue ends up after a uh, brief, we'll call it, confrontation between the two. <laughs> yeah. 
So I got to I got to I got to tell you uh, some of the um, most interesting characters so far in in the entire comic universe um, has been these two these true two droids the the bad ones. And, you know, I think a large part of that is because the only other examples we have are of seemingly identical droids. Yes. In C-3PO and R2-D2, but neither is anything at all like these two droids that Afra has. So, I mean, you're... The only other example that that you have to to form a basis of your your thoughts is just completely thrown out the window because they're they're not, I mean they're not even remotely alike except in shape and form. Well, also that yes, but also the 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 thing that makes them so so interesting for me is that no other characters have been so psychopathic. Uh, well, yeah, no, no, they they certainly haven't, and and they're artificial to boot. Yes, uh, so. so I I you know there have been bad guys, there have been really bad guys, but no one has has been this level of psychopath and honestly bordering on scary because if they were if they were human and had the, the complete disregard. And wanton desire for for harming humans, you would you know you oh soulless oh you know that's scary, but they're droids and you're like oh they're droids but no these are intelligent self aware they're this this isn't programming they're not following a program this is them desiring it as much as any living creature would right. And it's just, it's scary. The the biggest difference is that they do have uh, a, a pseudo off switch, mm-hmm. and that is simply Afra telling them they can't do something. Yeah, and that's that's been the thing too. It's like no, don't, and they you know they don't. They, they obey like, her. Yeah, but it's like what I mean. What would they do? Where? Uh, yeah. Where would they stop? Oh man, on their own. I, well, I, yeah. So far, I don't think they would because they would have no reason to. Because they would enjoy it. I, I think they get. I think they get joy from from the it, things that they want to do, the things that they've obviously done in the past. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, enjoyment. Yeah, uh, and I mean, you you want to say that it's it. it you want to ask, is it possible for an artificial being to quote unquote enjoy? Uh, meet them, and I you will be a believer. Yeah, I, I don't see how you can describe their um, their desire, uh, desire, their enthusiasm. Yes, the mayhem that definitely in the past they have caused because they have spoken of it, but the mayhem that they always are pulled up just short of causing. Uh, they cause enough mayhem, but yes, Afra. It, it does have a, a, a reigning influence on them so far. She's able to rein them in from total abandonment. Yes. Which, which would just be a, a, a... Yeah. If the Empire got a hold of these two droids... Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, and man, you know, them, oh. Yeah, if they, were, if they were going with Vader instead of Afra. Oh, then there'd be... I mean... Yeah. That, that's all... Vader, Vader would need. He would never need stormtroopers. Having these two droids and himself, that's all he would need. Yep. I mean, and him him alone can, can get just about anything done, but you add those two crazy droids, and he could, I mean, uh, the situations where he couldn't get in stealthily, they could. And not only that, but the situations that he just didn't want to deal with, they could deal with as effectively as he could if he did get involved. Yes, you know, the the two of them would truly be an extension of Vader. So it's it's merely an issue of, well, does Vader personally want to do it? No. Well, the droids will get it done the same way. That's no problem. Yep. Pretty much. Probably with the, the same... <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. Just it, it would be the same. Badness. Much. Much badness. 
All right. So uh, the opening of Star Wars issue 13, <clears throat> excuse me, we have Han and Chewie who have managed to locate Afra, who, along with BT-1 and Triple Zero, have Luke. Sub- yep, subdued Luke. Yes, and they're, they're, Afra is, is in the process of getting Luke back to her ship because um, she then is going to help, and, and I'm using the air quotes here, help Vader by letting him know that she has found Luke. So that, that, that's what her plan has been, rather than to you know, physically help Vader with something. She knows what his goal is and went to um, capture his goal, and so that's, that's what she's after. Um, Chewie kind of puts the uh, the kibosh on what Afra is trying to do. Chewie gets up close and personal. We see Leia has gone out in the field to command troops in something. With Vader, uh, apprehending or killing him, what, what, whatever they're going to try to do. Uh, it, right. It's never specifically been said, I guess, because your assumption would be that they're going to do something. But I, I just, personally, I don't know what that assumption is supposed to be. I mean, I could understand if they just wanted to kill him and get rid of him. But I certainly would understand, too, if as an enemy combatant, they wanted to capture him to try to glean something from him if if that is at all possible. So well, I mean, you've got you've got two sides of a moral coin to be honest. You've got one side saying we can't just do outright murder. We're not those people. Right. You know. So we need to capture him to maybe get information from him. But the other side of that moral coin is the realism side of 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 the situation which is this is Vader. And there's no way we're going to question him. Right, yeah. We, we, we know that we'll not get anything out of him, that he won't crack, that he won't give us anything. So if we do have him, for our own safety's sake, we need to just kill him instead of holding him because eventually he'll get loose and he'll kill a lot of people. So, I mean, what do you, what do, you do? I, I, it felt in, in these issues like, it was more of a we're going to go there and do something and let Vader force our hand sort of thinking, you know? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just like sitting here talking about it, it it's kind of funny as I, I think back that nobody ever said what the mission was specifically to do, what the goal of the mission was. No, it was always we've got a chance at Vader. That was that was the most um dedication yeah. To, to uh, a mission plan that there was. We've got a chance at Vader. We've got a chance at Vader. But it's it's not said to do what. Right. So so there we are. Because like like I said, I don't think they know. I mean, I think it's like, you know, you you you've got like this this mega star that you're you know you're the hugest fan of, but you know that you'll never ever meet them, and then you're in a Starbucks somewhere. And you happen to be behind them in line, and you're like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I never planned for this because I never thought it would happen. Right, exactly. I, I never thought it would happen. There's no plan here. So, yeah, what right. do I do? So, now? it's like, so I, honestly, I think it's one of those we're going to get there, we're going to see what the, what the megastar does, and we're just going to go from there. Okay. I, I guess that's as good a plan as any. And And honestly, I mean, the way we've seen Vader portrayed in his book, Ugh. There's no way. Nope. What, whatever. Do whatever you want. There's there's no way. You know. Honestly, it it would it would take I believe at least the whole Jedi Council that used to be. It it might take a full temple, I, and and I'm I'm not even trying to exaggerate because. What he's shown that he's able to do now, it it might it might have taken the whole temple to take him down. I mean, he he definitely would have gone toe to toe with Yoda, with Mace, oh, with yeah. with um, 
honestly, those were the two strongest that were portrayed. Right, that we've seen, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he'd have gone toe-to-toe, I mean, with both of them at the same time. So I, I don't I don't know, man. It, it would have taken I, I a lot. That, in, in trying to get him, you would more than likely destroy the planet beneath him before you got to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you, yeah. You know. All right. Um, so Leia is leading a, a direct assault to find Vader. We go back to Han and crew. Uh, Luke is now conscious, and we have the final showdown between Luke, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca on one side, and Afra, BT-1, and Triple Zero on the other. Now, in the uh, ex- uh, in the the presentations that we have seen about how evil and ruthless. Triple Zero and BT-1 can be, there have also been injections of humor as they express their uh, desires and intents to inflict damage. Right. That's kind of... That's the one thing that really, um, I guess, ameliorates them from being just evil, dark characters because whenever they get that way, it's always with humor sprinkled in to kind of cut the tension from being that, you know, that, that terminal kind of tension. So, yeah, it's like they're sociopaths, but they're lovable sociopaths. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we see some of that here in this final confrontation as well. And then the issue ends with Leia achieving her mission, getting her desire and coming face to face with Vader. Yep. Um, and that, you know, we could go on and describe, but that we would prefer that you guys get these books and read it. So we won't, you know, tell you. We try not to tell you too many specifics about really anything. And, uh-huh. yeah, and we do leave a lot out so oh, that yes. yeah, when when you're, you know, actually reading the comic, it's like, well, yep, they told us about that page. And they detailed that page, and they detailed that page, and they detailed that, you know? No, it's like, yeah, we did this and this, and touched on that. Didn't even say anything about that, 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 and that. So when you're reading, you're like, ooh, that's cool. Ooh, I didn't know. Ooh, that was awesome. On your own. But, um, yeah, and and I say that just because it's, it's not really a big, big giveaway about Leah and Vader coming face to face, because honestly... On the last panel, which is a full-page spread of the book, that's what happens. They just yep. literally come face-to-face. Yep. And so we're, we're left hanging until the next issue as to anything other than that. Yep. All right, for those of you that are new to the show, uh, Levi and I rate something, whether all the books are related or we're talking about a bunch of different books or whatever, we try to relate things as um, storyline-specific as we can. And so far, we have been able to talk about all of the books we have talked in that particular episode. Here before too long, we won't be able to do that. So I say that because we rate right now the storylines with Mm -hmm. either a blue saber, which is Mm -hmm. a positive, or a red saber, which is a negative. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that those of you that are fans of Red Sabers may not feel that that's fair, but that's the way we do it. So That's just how it's done on this show. Exactly. We're not casting aspersions toward red lightsabers or trying to uplift blue lightsabers or anything like that. That's just the colors we picked. So, Levi, the first three uh, issues, the first three chapters, uh, there's, there's a better word, of the Vader Down storyline, what, what do you give it? And, and why? Um, oh, well, okay. That, this is really going to be easy. Um, I'm going to give it three sabers up because Vader's a badass. I, 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 cannot, I cannot disagree with that. Um, blue sabers, by the way. Blue sabers. Um, 
All right. So my my biggest thing is that, like like I mentioned earlier, you in the movies you got that Vader had achieved a level of legend, let's say, <clears throat> but it was never really said why. You never really knew why. And and quite honestly, in the movies, he seemed a bit um, uh, inept. No, that's the wrong word. He didn't do a lot. He didn't seem very powerful. He seemed – well, he just – he didn't do a lot in the movies. Um, but in, in, in the comics here, we're finally getting to see exactly what made him such a, a, a legend and why the, the emperor who would have had, honestly, his choice of any force users at the time – that he could have raised, he could have turned, he could have done anything from all over the the known worlds and even the you know the rim and every why he chose Vader because Vader is a badass and this is showing exactly to what degree he is. Right. This shows this shows why he is the right hand of Emperor Palpatine. And being able to watch it unfold instead of just watching a movie where he's already achieved his, you know, you know, his, his level of, of, of fear and his, his don't look him in the eye status. Now, this is, this is cool. And honestly, like I said, Vader is, he's just, he's insanely strong in the force. And I, I can't think of any one Jedi that could go toe-to-toe with the Vader that is being shown in the comics. And it, it, kind, of, it kind of disappoints me now with the, the first three or four, five, and six movies that Luke was even able to hold his own against Vader – when they when they fought the first time, because this Vader in the comics would have crushed literally crushed Luke and kept walking without ever missing a step. Well, you just have to believe that he held back because of who Luke was. Okay, we'll we'll I mean, go I with mean, that. That's, that's the only reason I can think of that he wouldn't have just literally smashed him like a bug. Yeah. But I mean, you're just there. There's there's no there's no Jedi. I I just I don't believe that we we have seen uh, any Jedi's that that would have gone toe to toe with Vader. He is just he's an unstoppable force. The only way is if you took one of them, and I mean the obvious one in my mind would be Master Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, you took him and just showed. Yoda doing the same things in the book that Vader has, because based on what we've seen in the movies, no. Um, not even the the prequel movies where we actually saw more of Yoda mm-hmm. in some areas. Even that Yoda, no, no. There's, I mean, there's just no way. No, it, he he wouldn't have been at at the same uh, level as the the Vader that we're seeing in these comics right in now. Com- yeah, no, there's no way. And and so that's that's what makes these comics so awesome for me is is just watching a a, a character that I, I really feel was understated and underplayed in the movies just doing. Um, working at the level that that he should be. I agree with the blue lightsabers. I'll <clears throat> excuse me. I'll hold back and just give it one though for for all three issues. <laughs> um, but as far as uh, the reason why it was that entertaining for me are much the same reasons as what you've just said. Um, mm. Just Vader and his depiction. Um, I'll add that I like the, um, ancillary characters that they've been adding. I certainly like Afra and her two yeah. homicidal droids. Yep. Um, I see potential in the, uh, cyber 
pseudo force wielders that the emperor mm. is also playing with. I there, there's a lot of potential there though. There really is. Uh, okay. As as far as the characters, uh, you know what 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 they could do if the if if they're written that way. It, it's just and uh, I don't know for the, for those of you that haven't been reading the uh, uh, that would be the the Darth Vader book. Uh, yeah. The emperor for a while now has been grooming another um, group of people to be his right hand much as he has already groomed and we are seeing a full-bloomed Vader as a right-hand man. Yep. The Emperor is grooming another group of people to potentially be his next Vader. They are they're cybernetic creatures. They're different uh, races. A set of twins are human, but there are other races in the group. And they seem to exhibit similar force-based powers as what Vader and and other force-wielders can do. But it's because of cybernetic enhancements, per se, and not due to... um, I I guess they're still using midichlorians in this new universe. I think think they are. As far as the the micro... Um, organisms, I think they are, that, that cause sensitivity to the Force and the ability to wield the Force. So instead of a natural ability to be a Force wielder, they have man-made or mechanically created in organic beings the ability to wield the Force. I mean, if you could get nanites to do it, that could be something right there. Well, yeah. So, but I, I really think that there is some there's some really good potential with those characters, and and we haven't seen a whole lot of them. Um, no, there was one storyline where they were introduced, they were used, they've popped up a couple times, but there there really hasn't been anything really full fledged as far as their development because it's not their book, it's Vader. So we're always going to be following him. Yeah, and it, it's fair. I mean. You know. It seemed as though they've been used as storyline catalysts more than integral pieces of the storyline itself. True. So far, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So uh, it's, it's some of the the secondary tertiary characters that they've introduced in the Vader book uh, have piqued my interest as well. But Vader, uh, Vader far and away carries the book, and he he does it just fine. On his own, he he really so far hasn't needed anybody else. Maybe it would be tough for him to do some of the stuff he's done without Afra, but he he would have easily been able to do things. Just he would have had to gone another route. Yeah, I mean, I I think it it would have been either it would have taken him slightly longer, or he just like you said, it would it it would have been a just a different route. He he would have had yeah. to use someone else or, or some other three people to do what Afra the one person did and, and did a little quicker or, or whatever. But yeah, he definitely would have still done accomplished, accomplished what he wanted to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we also like to talk about what our favorite covers are. We do. So Levi, you go first with this one also. What, what was your favorite cover? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the Star Wars 13, which is uh, the number three in the uh, in the mm, micro series. <clears throat> I guess the one off the third chapter. Uh, the, yeah, uh, which is um, it's it's Vader and it's Leia, and Leia's in her her whites with the the brown vest, and she's got her little Naboo Nabooian looking pistol uh, in her hand. And behind her, though, it's really cool. And this, this again, shows uh, uh, Vader, uh, how big, how tall, how wide he is. In comparison to her, he's standing behind her. His arms are slightly open. Um, his, his cape, of course, is pulled open, and he's got a, a saber lit in one hand, and a, it looks almost like a, a grasping open hand uh, in the other side. And, and she's, you know, looking... 
towards us, but slightly up and, and to the, the right, searchingly, and he's standing menacingly there, and they're in a cave, and it's just like, that's a, a really cool, scary cover, because it's like, of all the people you do not want to meet behind you in a cave... The Darth Vader of these comics are definitely not it. And I thought I thought that was of of the three options we had for from these issues, I thought that was that was probably the coolest for me. Okay. All right. Um in the uh, our looking at covers um over these first 10 episodes of the show. Those of you that have listened to all 10 episodes, you've probably noticed that Levi's cover likes tends to be uh, picked from the more traditional A covers, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the primary cover that each book comes out. No variants. I think you might have spoken of a variant in one episode. I think maybe like one of the, the first five, four or five episodes, I think. Yeah. Uh I, on the other hand, because of a lot of times the uniqueness that they put into a particular variant cover, uh, which is the whole, uh, not the whole, but is a a large part of the reasoning behind the variant covers. Uh, Not that I necessarily agree with variant covers. I think overall they're, for the comic industry, they're a very, very bad idea. But that's a whole other discussion. Um, A lot of my picks have come from the variant covers. One of my uh, favorite designs for the variant covers is the action figure cover that they have been using throughout all of the books. Mm -hmm. Usually every uh, book that they have put out, some variant cover for one of the issues has been an action figure cover. Uh, It's not necessarily the first or the third uh, or, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason that I've seen as far as, as far as I can tell from the way the covers are labeled, just one of the variants offered for one of the issues has been uh, action figure. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I like those because it definitely is a throwback to my star Wars. I'm old enough that I have been around for the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I was there when the first action figures hit the shelves. And so seeing a cover that depicts one of those, it, it just it is a level of cool that's hard for me to just pass over for something else. Right. Now, in these three books, um, it turns out that the Star Wars book, which was, what did I say, issue 13, has a action figure variant cover, but it is different from what they have styled up until now. Up until now, it has been a single figure. On look looks just like, except of course it's it's 2D, but it looks just like the figure in a bubble on a card as it would be hanging in the store. That's yep. what the cover looks like. This one is, the cover is the collector's um, poster that you used to be able to get when sets of action figures were first announced. One of the things that you would try to do back in those days was get a hold of this poster because it was the only way that you would know what all the figures were to try to get them. Mm-hmm. We didn't have internet. We didn't have extensive magazine coverage for the toys or anything like right. that. So a lot of it was just word of mouth. You would talk to your friends, and they had this and this and this, and you hadn't seen that one. And so you would add that to your list because obviously there's a figure because your buddy had it, but you hadn't seen it. Right. And, and so it was word of mouth. But if you got a hold of this poster, somewhere along the way there was almost always a poster where they had a picture of every figure that was going to be in that particular set. Now this cover has a poster of the original run of figures as the cover. So it's not just a single action figure. It's all 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 figures Ooh. <clears throat> on the cover. And it, it still looks like it's on a, one of the, the cards, you know, one of the figure cards and everything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but that that's that's the cover that I liked best. Um, I don't have here what I'm looking at doesn't tell me what the designation for the cover is. Like um, uh, the 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 covers are usually designated for the first several A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the more exclusive variants will probably be related to a, a toy store or a comic book shop or some organization. So it'll be the name, whoever it is, variant, as far as how they track it. Uh, who this cover was made available through, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know what the name of the variant is. It could be just an action figure variant is how they track it. I don't know, but it mm-hmm. it looks it, it looks really cool. If you guys can go out there, uh, look up Star Wars issue thirteen variants uh, on Google. Uh, it, it's pretty easy to find them. You should find a be able to find a picture of it. There's all the figures lined up in three rows with an orange background, and you'll instantly it, it'll catch your eye because of the way it's designed. Alrighty, uh, some feedback we've received here. We have a Google Plus like by Alex Pindell for the podcast itself. Woohoo! And then I had a fellow um, podcast associate I've known for a while, Matthew Guy. He was asking some questions. I had some uh, feed concerns about getting the episode, so I helped him out with that double-checked with him, and it did work. So he has been able to listen to the episodes that he wanted to listen to. Um, So I want to thank Matthew Guy for your interest and for listening to whatever you've listened to. I'm not going to ask. I don't really care how much you've listened to. I'm just glad that you've listened to some of the shows. I'm glad he's that guy. (laughs) Next episode, uh, as I said at the top, Darth Vader 14 and 15, Star Wars 14. Now it will be... Vader 14, Star Wars 14, Vader 15, as far as the sequence of chapters. That'll finish up Vader down. That'll be next episode, episode 11. That'll be uh, within a couple weeks, a week or two, probably. Mm -hmm. Whenever we have a chance to sit down and read those, get our thoughts together, and record. Which, let me just say, as the weather is starting to break and get nicer, it's more and more difficult to get all that time it it really is. It Indeed. really is. So we uh during the bad weather, uh we were able to keep up with a pretty consistent schedule. Now the schedule may become consistently inconsistent until we find a new consistency. If if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um so we're we're not sure what that will be, but we'll we'll try to keep it for the next several episodes at least a, a bi weekly release. Um, after that, we just won't have the ammunition for more probably than a monthly show. So right. we'll soon hear in another probably four or five episodes, it looks like what we're looking at, it'll it'll become a monthly show, mm-hmm. which has been our goal all along, to get it to a monthly show and just once a month talk about the Star Wars books. Yep. If you want to send us feedback, a variety of ways to do it. We have an email account, a new Star Wars era at gmail.com. Star Wars The New Era has Facebook and Google Plus pages. You can leave comments there, as Matthew did. You can like the pages, as Alex did. And we encourage you to do. Uh, Either or both. Yes. On Twitter, you can tweet us at Teal, T-E-A-L Productions. And the website, uh, which also has a button where you can subscribe there, but the show is also on iTunes and on Stitcher is bigtimenoise.com slash Star Wars. Uh, I would recommend going to the site at least once because I try to post along with the episode all of the variant covers that I have been able to locate for the books we talked about. Um, I did not do that for Star Wars because the first issue had, by my account a mammoth hundred plus covers. Oh wow. And and I did not go to the legwork of hunting down examples of all of those, just many, because I found them all in one location. I think I found like forty or fifty. Gosh. Uh, and hooked them to the post, but not all of them. 
Since then, it has been a little easier up until now. Now, this Vader Down had probably, between the three books, there was probably 40 to 50 variant covers between all three books. Wow. Um, the most of any group of books we've talked about except that first five issues of, of the Star Wars book. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think I'm usually pretty successful in locating examples of all the covers. So if you're interested in what the variants are, uh, my recommendation would be to go and look because it'll be one of the easier places to find them all together. If you look post after post for a particular book as we talk about them, you'll be able to get a gander at the at the variants uh, again if that's if that's your kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, fellow podcaster of mine, Chris Parton, um, that's a big thing for him. Our variant covers. I don't know if you listen to the show or not, Chris, but there's you a shout out, man. You're you're a variant hound, so have at it. Woohoo! Alrighty, guys. That's all. Uh, Levi, anything else you want to add? Negative. Alright, then we are done and out. We will talk to you guys about the second half of the Vader Down storyline next time, episode 11. Catch you guys later. Peace. Star Wars The New Era is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative, 3.0 unported license. Music provided by freemusicarchive.org.